0: happy Friday everybody today's show is the best if you're not already please make sure that you're following us on Facebook and Instagram Uh, all of the past week or so about 10 days we've been actually hosting a favorite bouncer competition on our Facebook and every day on Instagram we're posting new videos of people doing some wild stuff so today's show is super unique I got a two-time world champion on but before that today's show is brought to you by Supergrip ATV. The Supergrip ATV tires are the most dependable tires in the ATV and UTV uh, industry. Sorry, can't read. Uh, <laughs> the all-new K9 tire, uh, the Supergrip K9 tires are rugged, all-terrain ATV UTV tire designed to get you through the most Extreme terrains. If you're looking for the ultimate control on or off road, you need to look no further. Now, let me tell you something about these tires because I've been running these tires for a period of time. Um, I actually went out and ran with uh, David Uptain and Ricky B from RCV uh, Axles, and let me tell you guys, um, I was super pleased with them. I know David Uptain was running a set of System Three Thirty Sevens, and they were like the worst. Uh, He couldn't seem to get traction on much of anything all day Uh, Ricky B was running a new set of stickies that he has and they seem to hook up really well But one thing that I was able to do was run a super low tire pressure on some crazy um gritty rock, some crazy slick rock, and I had pretty much no problems all day long. Uh, one thing that I highly recommend that if you have the ability to get it, if you can splurge just a little bit more, the K9 Kevlar. Kevlar is a synthetic fiber that is about five times stronger than steel. Kevlar is used in tires in one of two ways. As a replacement for the steel coils that form the tire's edge, known as the beads. Or as a subtread which is a protective layer that rests between the external rubber and the internal fabric casing that forms the tire structure now that's what's really cool is is not only is it in the structure of the tire but it's also in the beads as well so it truly is a bead to bead Kevlar system when the casing or sidewalls include Kevlar there's some added weight but At a somewhat more rigid ride which is why I can run my Kevlar's a little bit lower pressure than the uh, nylon belt tire uh, which is just their standard version of the tire, but often these tires can go a year or more without a flat because of the Kevlar's ability to deflect glass and other sharp objects and defend the tube against punctures. Let me tell you, you can go way longer than a year. So uh, there's that. Uh, our show is also brought to you by Dynojet Research Incorporated. Uh, the Power Vision Tuner is the premier tuning device and delivery device for most aftermarket tunes. Uh, the in-house or I'm sorry the powerhouse fuel tuner made to optimize your power for more speed more uh, excuse me more speed on the racetrack better fuel efficiency on your commute or anything in between the power vision is able to hold multiple tunes at one time so roadside changes are a snap and it can also monitor and track the progress of your vehicle to really get your engine roaring with a wide range of tunes already loaded onto your power vision 3 this is an easy to use device that can start optimizing your vehicle right out of the box it can track and monitor your progress to guide you on how to make perfectly optimized tunes which you can do yourself for your ride or driving style if you're looking for something even easier you can purchase one of the one excuse me one of thousands of tested tunes from the online library perfect for stock heavily modified vehicles. The PowerVision 3-Tuner can hold multiple tunes at once, track and monitor progress, used with the Dynajet's PowerCore software suite, and available for hundreds of vehicles. That's Dynajet.com and Dynajet Research, Inc. on all social media. Uh, Another one of our sponsors is All Things UTV. All Things UTV pretty much has it figured out when it comes to what you need for your utv uh all those fundamental parts all those uh you know have to have parts all things utv has got you covered um all things utv Really does an excellent job because uh, What they carry and what they have in stock is is always going to be the parts that are going to be breaking the most They're going to always have tires in stock. They're going to always have axles in stock Uh, Even built differentials uh, Everything from you know stock replacements to upgraded differentials to even a full RS1 swap All things UTV has been super great to the show Uh, So I really encourage if you can uh, please return that support for the show back to them uh, because they're really great guys to deal with. One product I run of theirs, which I'll never run without, is the Razor-Aid inner fender liners. Those inner fender liners uh, really keep you safe when you're going at speed. I know before I got my set on my, um, before I got my set on my car, um, I really wouldn't ever, like kind of unload it, if that makes sense. Uh, I would never take it as fast as it could go because um, I really felt like I was going to get a stick through the the floorboard or the firewall and I was going to end up, you know, impaled. So peace of mind is more important than anything and also peace of mind for my passengers. Don't have to worry about my wife getting uh, any kind of damage or anything like that. So allthingsutv.com, allthingsutv on Facebook and Instagram. Another sponsor, and one that I might be the most excited about right now, is Diddy's Big Block Race Shop. They're, they ever a, a, offer a slew of suspension services, uh, including shock tuning that is available with on-site sessions, uh, shock revalving, where you basically just send your shocks in, valve to your application and specifications, repair and the full rebuild of the shocks. Um, I sent Chris over at Diddy's Big Block a set of shocks here recently. Uh, basically they were your typical shocks. They'd been rode on for, you know, thousands of miles, more than that, uh, and just had the normal wear and tear. So I sent those over to him so he could get a really good understanding of some of the damage that just happens on these Walker Evans and on these Fox shocks just over time, um, let me tell you this, those shocks were trashed. There was oil in the nitrogen sections. There was oil in sections where there should have been nothing. Um, the actual f- shock body themselves was in really rough shape. So uh, he's getting me fixed up with not only new valving but new springs as well. I just ship him to him, tell him what I want. He ships me back shocks that work. Uh, one thing that they also offer is buggy builds. They have roller packages, two or four seat primarily. They use a committed racing chassis as a starting point, and they'll even offer uh, turnkey builds for chassis. He will also spe- in, in specializes in wiring and plumbing. If you're 95% of the way there, uh, he can take you to either you know complete start to finish on wiring and plumbing, or he can just finish off the stuff that you don't want to. He is also the number one source for Mark Williams off-road parts. Uh, They've worked with Mark Williams to help expand the off-road world, including uh, a bunch of materials and a bunch of parts for 14 bolts, uh, including spools, yokes, uh, Atlas transfer cases, Dana 60s, Ford nine inches, full float axle shafts, lightweight brake kits, um, everything that you can think of uh, for your full-size solid axle rig. Uh, Chris at Diddy's Big Block should be able to get you figured out. Um, I'll tell you this, guys, just with communication and things like that, it's hard to get guys to communicate with you sometimes. Chris does an excellent job of communication. And every single time that I use him to do any work, I know that uh, what he tells me is very accurate and I can always count on him to be uh, very concise with me. And, and I can always expect the job to be done not only on time but correctly as well. So Diddy's Big Block Race Shop on Instagram and Facebook. Give those guys a follow, check out, see what they're doing. Get your shocks serviced. Last but not least, Infinite Off-Road has a 25-year You break it, they replace it warranty on all Infinite Off-Road products. Uh, One thing I will tell you is that they offer all listeners of the show a 10% off the entire website with code word ROCKS at checkout, R-O-C-K-S at checkout. That goes for rock lights, whips, wheel rings, light bars, light pods, wiring and power controllers, uh, UTV parts, Jeep and truck parts, and everything in between. One thing that's really cool is uh, they have a new series. Uh, let me see if I can get it pulled up here, so I can get the name exactly right. They have a new series of lights that just came out, uh, including Razer Fang accent lights. Uh, as always, uh, they have rock lights, but they also have custom HD strip kits, which where you can build your own. Uh, that's really great for boats and things like that. Uh, double helix whips, accessory power control modules. If you're looking for uh, you know, centralizing all of the buttons and switches in your car, it's an excellent option. Uh, and even uh, Power Base, XL800, uh, XL1000, XL and XL1200 soundbars. Everything you need lighting, audio, mirrors, whatever it may be, infinite off road is your choice. Okay, guys, uh, paid the bills. Get a drink and gather around. Let's talk drivers. Let's talk rigs. Let's talk skill. You've got the best of the best in the off-road racing world. Have a seat at the table with us, and let's talk about racing on The Rocks. All right, everybody. Uh, this is a big one. We are coming to you uh, second I guess with this information Um, it is found out today as you can see I was not expecting to do a podcast this afternoon Um, we just jumped in the studio which gonna take care of it very quickly here Uh, the pro XP 72 inch car has uh, officially been leaked Um, and uh, what I'm actually gonna do here is to get this information out a little bit further uh, we're gonna go ahead and jump right into everything, man. Uh, we did it, y'all. We did it. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty amazing uh, what we what we have uh, uncovered today. Now, I need to thank and I am gonna give all the credit here to uh, the side by side guys on Facebook. Um, they have they found it out. We're, great. We're getting a new engine. We're getting our four-cylinder. We're getting a full mechanical transmission. Uh, I'm going to pull everything up here and show it on screen as well. I'll be breaking it down for uh, everyone at home who is listening to the podcast version of the show. Um, so let's go ahead and get this bad boy popped up here for you guys. Chrome tab, share. Okay, so if you're listening or if you're uh, paying attention to the... Uh, the actual stream here. Like I said, thank you to the side-by-side guys for finding out this information. Essentially, Polaris puts out patents as they go on, um, and this patent was found today. Uh, he said, uh, the side-by-side guys, he said, um, Fokker Fabs uh, found this today, and I'll just read his post, and then we're going to go through all the patent designs here. It says, today is the day we solidify mm-hmm. the Polaris Razor Pro XP Turbo R. The lady, this, ladies and gentlemen, has already been spied in production. Now there are pictures of this side-mounted transmission. The side-mounted uh, pictures. It's the specific picture of the Razor on a very short trailer with a blue tarp over it. Very long sway bar links uh, and the side-mounted mechanical engine in the in the uh, kind of in the back. Um, <laughs> crazy, you guys. Very excited. Uh, it's already been spied spied in production ready form. I present to you the transmission, transfer case, front and rear differentials, alternator, and more. This will be married to the rumored 2.0 liter four-cylinder Polaris North Star motor and have at least 200 horsepower. The Slingshot R has 203. This machine will be 72 inches wide and utilize the same pro chassis with modifications to the bed supports. So let's just break this bad boy down right here. Um, The picture that means the most is this one right here. I'm I'm very very shocked that Polaris would put this out um, in a in a in a fashion where someone could find this information at all. But the first thing that you'll see here is this mid-mounted engine with a, with a, an actual transmission, uh, a transfer case. Uh, this and let me see if I can find the uh, leaked Polaris uh, Razor picture uh, from last year, actually that circulated. Uh, it, it's, it's very interesting to see how this all turns up. Um, I will say that a lot of guys that I, I had, I had trust for, um, I'm kinda, I'm kinda burned on my trust here just a little bit because, uh, a lot of people have kind of steered me wrong. I'm going to pull up the picture of the, uh, the image here so everybody can see that seems to be what we're going to get. Um, that picture right there in particular, if you notice, that's actually the pro chassis uh, with the slight modifications the actual 1000 xp rear chassis does not look like that uh, you know what we're seeing here is essentially a, a modified shock it looks it looks like they're just they put some kind of shock on for proof of concept but also in this picture we see the uh, turbo s trailing arm suspension the super long link but more than anything you see the motor with the actual transmission uh, the actual side mounted in from side mounted uh all that jazz right there. So, what I will say is, uh, side by side, guys. Thank you very much. We're going to jump right into this and go back to the patent uh, images here, guys. This is huge, man. I'm so excited. You know what? Uh, make sure you guys like their page, follow them, give them a, give them a shout, something. But we're going to sift through this. So, uh, as mentioned previously, in in the picture that I just highlighted there, um, the Pro XP chassis that's currently in production looks like it's going to be reused here. Um, there is another picture here that actually shows, uh, this is the rear end of the pro XB chassis. It looks like there will be some bed modifications on there, uh, in terms of actually having the, um, engine sitting a little bit further forward into the car, uh, very, very interesting information. Um, as you can see, we have the back of the motor plate, a regular clutch dial system, an actual transmission that goes out to a transfer case. Now, I don't, I don't know about you guys. Um, I really like how they have it set up right now. I like how the engine is set up. I like how the transmission is set up and all this. What this is going to do to the UTV market is change it forever. Polaris came in initially and they had the you know the the engine on top of the transmission that went to the cvt style it's just not it's that that set the standard for everybody everybody mimicked the polaris fashion but what we're seeing here is polaris take a leap of you know call it faith call it uh you know just an engineering marvel whatever you may however you feel about it um i'm not sure how i feel about this because uh, I, i i think they were at a point where they're they did not want to invest the money in the current uh, motor system, the current engine, the, just the development of it. I don't think that that's where they wanted to invest more money to pull more power out. Uh, obviously the transmissions were always an issue. You could break a case. I mean, they, they seem to have it well figured out in the turbos but the guys in turbo transmissions constantly broke those as well. Um, so I'm very interested about this turbo piece but this transfer case piece kind of has me uh, scratching my head a little bit here. Um, Let's see if I can find the picture. Okay, so this is the driveline in a complete fashion. As you can see, piece 40 there would be uh, 40, 55, 52, and 50 are going to be the engine. Piece 42 is the uh, transmission that actually mounts to the backside of the engine, just the same as it would in any kind of full-size vehicle. Uh, And I believe that they're actually stealing a lot of the technology on the transmission and engine side from the slingshot. Uh, it is confirmed that that, that the, the four cylinder engine's coming out of the slingshot looks like it's going to be used here. Um, again, pushing right around 200 horsepower. It's a, it's a big jump for the Polaris machines. Um, you can see the transfer case and essentially you see off the transfer case, you have uh, fixed yokes that go to the front and rear differentials. Now, in my opinion, what we're going to see here is, uh, that front diff I imagine is going to be, uh. Number 46 there, uh, just because of the way, and we can we can actually go back and I can show you why I would believe, that would lead me to believe. If you see, the engine is actually mounted towards the rear, so uh, that would lead me to believe that piece 48 uh, on your farthest of the right there is going to be the rear end, while 46 will be the front. Um, the rear diff obviously is a little bit more beefy from this picture, substantially wider uh, in, in the front. I mean, I don't know why. If they, if they built a, a rear differential that's standalone, that's far more capable uh, than, you know, everything else, I don't know why they wouldn't just modify the front of the frame to have that up there as well. Uh, I know the RS1 diff seems to be kind of the fix for it, especially the new ones that come in the Pro XP. They have an opinion support uh, that fixes even the ones that came in the RS1 diff uh, or the RS1 model, rather. Um, but there's a newer style of differential there. So, very interesting information. Um, I don't, if anyone that's had a four-seater or dealt with any kind of vibration issues, that is a lot more U joints in the drivetrain. Um, I'm not a huge fan of that. Uh, but then again, Polaris drive shafts were never balanced to begin with. Now, the things that are interesting here and can be seen really well in this picture are uh just going to start it in the middle and work towards the front here um the transfer case which is piece number 70 here it's going to sit almost directly underneath the uh the the passengers Um, it's going to sit almost directly underneath uh actually i'm sorry guys i'm on uh, facebook here trying to get this information out but uh the front end it's got this little short stubby drive shaft that's that's there uh with two u-joints i think that'll be plenty strong but it's actually got that front long shaft that goes out through the carrier bearing at kind of a weird angle. Um, if you have had any exposure to a Pro XP, trying to do any wiring modifications or anything of the sort, uh, you'll know that uh, it's it leaves a it's it's a it's a real big pain in the ass to try and get into that section. I know a lot of Pro XP guys that are like, I'll never do, I'll never try and wire something this way again. And in reference to the center console, the, the entire centerpiece in plastic is a real pain in the ass to get out. Uh, so it's kind of concerning that they would put a even, you know, more, put the carrier bearing even further forward, it seems. I'm not sure how to feel about that. Uh, it looks like it could. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to see, you know, where the shifter would be and things like that. And I'm not sure, but it really seems like it would be all in the neighborhood of that area there. Um, obviously front differential still sitting out there and uh, off the back end, we see something very similar, but we see a much more straight drive line in the rear. Uh, It looks like there'll be a, it really looks like, I don't know if you guys can see it on your view um, where, where the number 16 is and 20 B you can actually see uh, where 16 goes right into the, into the, um, into the, where it points at the motor. It looks like there's going to be a second, carrier bearing there, I would really imagine that they would have a secondary uh, bearing right there. So not only are you going to have one carrier bearing in kind of a real shafty location in the front, it looks like you're going to have a second carrier bearing um, right about where the firewall is in the current vehicles. So very interesting information, you guys. Um, Again, if you guys are not already the side-by-side guys, please give them a shout, give them a follow, um, tell them thanks for getting this information out to us. Uh something else that is noteworthy after just sitting here looking at it for a second. Um I just I think that 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 once the actual size of the engine is is known, we'll be able to tell, you know, kind of what the real estate is going to look like in the back end. Something that I'm seeing in almost all of these drawings is that uh, you know, the engine's not fully drawn out. Um let's see here. There's some some folks. Um interesting people commenting about the seats and things like that. But it looks like there's quite a bit of space back here between the actual uh, motor itself. It looks like where they have the alternator and things like that. And then the rear differential is set up is very nice back there. Um, but it seems like there's a lot of space. And for anyone that has put on rear radius rods or you know pulled a transmission or an engine, it's a very interesting choice that they would add, uh, that they would leave that, that body space there. Um, I know that, you know, however long that bottom skid of the chassis is determines the wheelbase in this setting, but it looks like they've left a lot of room there. I'm a big fan of that because not only is that room for, you know, possibly extending things on the motor, you know, bigger alternators and what, I don't know what in the world we're going to be having. So I'm not sure what we could put there, but it gives you easy access to that rear diff. And I know just like everybody else, it's a really big deal uh, to have to maintenance that stuff. So super cool. Uh, I, I'm I'm a I'm a fan. I'm interested. Uh, I wonder how they're going to have the rear end set up where it's, uh, you know, always locked and things like that it seem, would seem to be new technology. Um, Well, actually I'm looking here. It looks like there's a carrier bearing in the front and then there's going to be some kind of side mounted, uh, carrier bearing to the transmission part number 84 there uh, on figure three. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Y'all, if you can't tell, I'm very excited about it. Um, and here's a picture of kind of where the engine placement, where the tilt goes in relation to the seats. It really seems like the seats are going to be way higher. Um, it seems like you'll be sitting up much higher in the vehicle. I'm trying to, I can't really get a good look here, but if this, which let's, let's talk about this picture for a second. So this is where the seats are going to sit in relation to the drivetrain. If I'm looking at this picture, I'm thinking the bottom of the seats are at the top of the, uh, the transfer case here. That transfer case, I would imagine is, has some sizable height to it. So it looks like you'll be sitting much higher in the pro XP, um, I would, I would imagine that they're not going to have that transfer case flush with the skid plate that comes on there. So I, I personally I think that you're going to be sitting higher. I've ridden in Pro XBs a couple times, uh, many. In fact, uh, it would not be the worst thing in the entire world with the door design of the Pro XB if you sat four, five, six inches higher. Um, Drivability-wise, it may make a big difference in terms of you know how does it feel when you drive it and things like that. But uh, I'll even pull up this picture here. Uh, the pro XP seats are substantially more, um, sunken down, I guess is the right way to say it. They're very, they're much more form fitting. Uh, so I would, I would think that this is, this is good. I would think that this is a good thing. Um, it's very, very interesting. It's a very, very interesting thing that we've done here. Uh, let's see here. Part number, there's a good look at that side mounted, uh, bearing that they're going to have on there. Uh, got a in here with me. Uh, But uh, very interesting stuff. Uh, Let me know if you guys are listening in the comments section. Is there anything that I have not mentioned or you want me to go over again? Um, Because, again, these are just early drafts or not early drafts, but this is a first take. This is a hot look on new patents that have been released from Polaris. Um, Seemingly going to be uh, fitting the four liter. uh, Excuse me. Is it two? It's a two liter? Yes. Two liter four cylinder. Polaris North Star motor with at least 200 horsepower going in this vehicle. Very exciting stuff here. Um very good. Now, okay, let's let's pause for a minute. Let's go I'll I'll uh, I'll leave these pictures up here. Um he on the side by side guys page, this guy has been doing some super deep dives into uh the patents as things have come out. Um everything including from uh drivetrain locations to uh, CVT vent stuff. It really, really did his homework and has really kept his eye on some stuff. So, um, hats off to him. But let's talk about what this does for UTVs. Um, let's talk about what happens now. Can Am, all this. I mentioned it briefly earlier. Polaris is the is the is the inventing group in all of the UTV world. Can Am came in. I'm going to alter my mic here just a little bit, everybody. hope that wasn't too loud. Um, Can-Am came in, and they did it better. Now, when I say did it better, I just mean they took the existing platform, they took the existing motor location, shock location, just about everything, kept it the same from the Polaris, um, just in general ideas for those who are are technical people, Um, and they improved upon it. Now, what Polaris has done, and in my opinion, this, this un, intangible momentum that Can-Am has had for some time now uh, seems to be justified because Polaris has been spending time obviously redoing the entire, you know, reinventing the game. So I want to know how everyone feels about having a mid-mounted, or, you know, it's, it's mid-mounted, but it's mid-rear mounted engine, uh, transfer case, tr- full-blown transmission, uh, no CVTs, no belts, nothing like that. To me, I mean, I'm not the hardest person on the entire world on belts and things like that. So I'm not opposed to the system that's in place right now. But I will say, uh, I imagine that this system will be vastly, let me make that bigger again. I imagine that this system will be vastly more uh, durable. I imagine this system will be vastly uh, just superior. But I also imagine that in the event that these, things break this transmission breaks these transfer cases break especially in the first few years of development in this um this is going to be a big pain in the ass y'all if you break a transfer case if you crack a transfer case and all of a sudden you know down here in the middle where you see the two yokes coming out of the transfer case front and rear if you break that if you break the chain um you're not going anywhere and you also can't fix it without pulling your you know your entire car apart uh this is very reminiscent of the full-size world In which, you know, a a break like this not only puts you down, you know, for the day, but puts you down for a while. Whereas currently, uh, you know, if you lose a clutch, clutches are kind of readily available. Belts are very available. Um, The the dynamic changes a little bit. And if you're going to choose to go this route, which um, I'm sure I will have a friend who will be kind enough to let me jump in with them and uh, get on board, uh, you know, I think about this, I'll jump in one of these things and I'll understand why people want to buy this because uh, as of right now, this is gonna come out and this is gonna be $35,000. I mean, this is gonna be $30,000. This is gonna be the most crazy, insane, expensive UTV that's ever been made. I imagine that this uh, is going to be 72 inches. Um, first off, 72 inches. Okay, that's already an upgrade. I imagine that there's going to be um, a dynamics version of this. So there's another upgrade. So here we are. We have a couple of different things that can come from here. We can have a 64-inch turbo, you know, maybe they're going to call it a turbo, uh, the race car, you know, turbo R. I, I really, I think I think it's cheap to steal that from Can-Am. In the past, they've called it the Turbo S. Um, you know, maybe they'll call it the Turbo S Extra, Turbo SX, maybe. Um have a 64 inch model of that. And then they'll have a 72 inch model with this car. And then they'll have a potentially a 64 inch model with dynamics, a 72 inch model with dynamics. And I think this is going to be the UTV that hits, um, gosh, I really think this might be the UTV that hits 30, 35, 40,000 when it's all said and done. Now that's not attainable. Um, for anyone uh that's just not something that can can happen really uh so i'm i'm kind of in this point where i'm nervous i'm excited i'm nervous but i want this system to be implemented in all the machines all the way down Um, but obviously that's going to do some crazy stuff to the price so um it's it's not it's just not uh something that's going to jump out to everyone immediately what this is going to be used for this is going to be implemented in race cars uh, I believe that this setup, if you've been following the page, uh, Guthrie Jr. ran the Dakar series with a very strange three-cylinder engine. I believe it was set up by a third party. Um, I potentially think that this uh, transmission was probably used. They had the entire engine bay covered up. I'll see if I can find the post for you guys. But, um, you know, it was it was very, very interesting. we will do Dakar, uh, Mitch Guthrie Jr., um, We'll see because the car was obviously super fast. Um, It was a Polaris and all these pictures that they have on here um, are not the greatest in the world, but uh, this picture I'll pull up here, it'll show you exactly um, what it was kind of how they hid the, hid the information there. Let's see if I can get it pulled up. Okay, great. So this is a car that I think they may have been running this on or or doing some demo testing on. As you see here, the shocks are in a completely different location Uh, that is, not reminiscent of the pictures. We'll go back to the uh, patent here in a moment. Um, not reminiscent of those pictures just for the sole fact of uh, in the patent, the shocks are leaned forward like on the regular XP model right now. but what I do see here is there's potential for modification on the uh, chassis side for the bed. They have this entire bed in this photo on this car. the entire bed was caved in or not caved in but Covered by steel, you couldn't see anything. They had really long skid plates. Um, I think that there are photos of inside the engine compartment where someone actually walked up and just snuck some pictures up. Um, it was it was not the Prostar engine. I'll say it like that. It was it was a different engine that was put in there. And I think that this is a very interesting, um, perhaps concept car that they used to prove you know prove the durability and the transmission and uh, all those things like that. Uh, My wife has texted me if I want Burger King. No, I don't want Burger King. I'm talking about razors. What's more important than that? So going back to our patent window. And again, thank you guys for sticking around for me. Uh, This is breaking news as of one hour ago from the side-by-side guys. Super excited about it. Uh, And we're going to just break through again. Uh, I will encourage if you guys have questions, comments, feel free to jump in or jump in or jump on the conversation. Uh, Michael says the 2.0 liter thing makes me question this. They've been staying under a thousand CCs for years. Um, So the thousand CC limit, let's talk about it because that was implemented by, or that restriction is under California. Uh, If a vehicle goes over the 1000 CC limit, uh, it will have to be registered by the, uh, the, you know, the DMV or department of transportation. It's registered as a regular vehicle and no longer an OHV vehicle. Um, to me they can definite i don't i don't know the the necessary ratio to like liter if if the di- leaders is a direct relation to 1000 cc's guys i'm kind of a moron when it comes to some of this stuff um, if 2.0 liters pushes it over 1000 cc's by just the nature of the beast if i'm not mistaken i would think that the you know the actual cubic size of the engine is what determines the 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 cc's there but again I'm a moron at some of this stuff, you guys. Uh, I just think that we're in for something very interesting. I don't think that Polaris would box out their um, Californian market at all. I think that that's a, that's a foolish thing to do, and I think that that's a very inconsistent thing to do. I think that would land them in legal hot water. Uh, we're going to have Polaris on in a couple weeks, y'all. I'm going to assume it's probably going to be after that this car um, releases. Uh, you, you know, We'll see. So someone asked, could it be a three cylinder? Um, let me jump through these comments because actually in the comment section here, uh, let's see, I saw a, um, I saw a photo of the, um, of the, uh, the engine there, e- either way. So, um, all right, everybody, um, I'm going to sift through some of these comments quickly. Uh <laughs> Someone, someone, said, you know, a forty thousand dollar car. It's very possible that this is it. Um, so here's a very interesting photo. So this is actually uh, the photo of the concept car out in the out and about, but someone has obviously photoshopped some fire onto that one. Um, it's very, very interesting to see what this is going to be. I see a lot of conversation on here about um, about the one thousand cc law. It's possible. Um, now, I did see something in here that's very interesting. It could be that they're just going to release the uh, the 72-inch version of the car. Now, if we go back and look, uh, the patent for that North Star four-cylinder engine actually came out two years ago. Um, it's very interesting because this, this engine setup, this drivetrain setup, very well could be for the 2022 car. Possible. Um, that would be a little bit disheartening, um, but it would be a good and logical stepping stone for Polaris because obviously you introduce your Pro XP, then you introduce your 72 inch Pro XP, um, and then the following year you introduce the new engine platform uh, and then, you know, dynamics and things like that on top of it. It's very interesting. I don't know, guys. Uh, but this is it. This is the first take. Um, this is very big information. Um, thank you to the side-by-side guys for getting this information out to us. I'll be keeping an eye on everything. Um, we'll be, you know, keep an eye on racing on the rocks, share this video, get the information out to your friends. Um, and, and we'll, you know, anytime we get a hot look, anytime we get more information, we're going to get it back to you guys as soon as possible. So thank you guys for your support. Uh, I'll keep everyone updated. Yeah, Dan, I think we're going to get the Pro-R this year. Uh, My gut, I've read the comment that said, you know, this is a possibly 2022 enhancement to that car, and it kind of sounds more logical that they would do that. It sounds more logical that they would introduce the 72-inch version of the Pro-XP and call it the R, the Pro-R, or Pro-S, and then they would call this, you know, in 2022, they... Would call it, you know, the Pro XP, you know, double S or something crazy. But anyways, long story short, just wanted to give you guys a hot take. Y'all have a great afternoon. If you're not already, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It very much helps us. Leave us a review if you're feeling extra kind. Thanks, everybody. This brought to you by Supergrip ATV. The Supergrip ATV tires are the most dependable tires in the ATV and UTV Industry, sorry, can't read. Uh, (laughs) The all new K9 tire, uh, the Supergrip K9 tires are rugged, all-terrain, ATV, UTV tire designed to get you through the most extreme terrains. If you're looking for the ultimate control on or off-road, you need to look no further. Now let me tell you something about these tires, because I've been running these tires for a period of time. Um, I actually went out... And ran with uh, David Uptain and Ricky B from RCV uh, Axles. And let me tell you guys, um, I was super pleased with them. I know David Uptain was running a set of System 3 37s and they were like the worst. Uh, He couldn't seem to get traction on much of anything all day. Uh, Ricky B was running a new set of stickies that he has and they seem to hook up really well But one thing that I was able to do was run a super low tire pressure on some crazy um, Gritty rocks some crazy slick rock and I had pretty much no problems all day long uh, One thing that I highly recommend that if you have the ability to get it if you can splurge just a little bit more Canine Kevlar. Kevlar is a synthetic fiber that is about five times stronger than steel. Kevlar is used in tires in one of two ways, as a replacement for the steel coils that form the tire's edge, known as the beads, or as a subtread, which is a protective layer that rests between the external rubber and the internal fabric casing that forms the tire structure. Now that's what's really cool, is is not only is it in the structure of the tire, but it's also in the beads as well. So it truly is a bead to bead Kevlar system. When the casing or sidewalls include Kevlar, there's some added weight, but, At a somewhat more rigid ride, which is why I can run my Kevlar's a little bit lower pressure than the uh, nylon belt tire, uh, which is just their standard version of the tire. But often these tires can go a year or more without a flat because of the Kevlar's ability to deflect glass and other sharp objects and defend the tube against punctures. Let me tell you, you can go way longer than a year, so uh, there's that. Our show is also brought to you by Dinojet Research Incorporated. Uh, The Power Vision Tuner is the premier tuning device and delivery device for most aftermarket tunes. Uh, The in house, I'm sorry, the powerhouse fuel tuner made to optimize your power for more speed more uh excuse me more speed on the racetrack better fuel efficiency on your commute or anything in between the power vision is able to hold multiple tunes at one time so roadside changes are a snap and it can also monitor and track the progress of your vehicle to really get your engine roaring with a wide range of tunes already loaded onto your power vision 3 this is an easy to use device that can start optimizing your vehicle right out of the box it can track and monitor your progress to guide you on how to make perfectly optimized tunes which you can do yourself for your ride or driving style if you're looking for something even easier you can purchase one of the one excuse me one of thousands of tested tunes from the online library perfect for stock heavily modified vehicles. The PowerVision 3Tuner can hold multiple tunes at once, track and monitor progress, used with the Dynajet's PowerCore software suite, and available for hundreds of vehicles. That's Dynajet.com and Dynajet Research, Inc. on all social media. Uh, another one of our sponsors is All Things UTV. All Things UTV pretty much has it figured out when it comes to what you need for your UTV. Uh, all those fundamental parts, all those uh, you know have to have parts, all things UTV's got you covered. Um, all Things UTV really does an excellent job because uh, what they carry and what they have in stock is, is always going to be the parts that are going to be breaking the most. They're going to always have tires in stock. They're going to always have axles in stock. Uh, even built differentials, uh, everything from you know stock replacements to upgraded differentials to even a full RS1 swap. All Things UTV has been super great to the show, uh, so I really encourage, if you can, uh, please return that support for the show back to them uh, because they're really great guys to deal with. One product I run of theirs, which I'll never run without, is the Razor Aid inner fender liners. Those inner fender liners uh, really keep you safe when you're going at speed. I know before I got my set on my um, before I got my set on my car, um, I really wouldn't ever like kind of unload it if that makes sense. Uh, I would never take it as fast as it could go because um, I really felt like I was going to get a stick through the the floorboard or the firewall, and I was going to end up you know impaled. So. Peace of mind is more important than anything, and also peace of mind for my passengers. Don't have to worry about my wife getting uh, any kind of damage or anything like that. So allthingsutv.com, allthingsutv on Facebook and Instagram. Another sponsor, and one that I might be the most excited about right now, is Diddy's Big Block Race Shop. They're, they have a, a offer a slew of suspension services, uh, including shock tuning that is available with on-site sessions, uh, shock revalving, where you basically just send your shocks in, valve to your application and specifications, repair and the full rebuild of the shocks. Um, I sent Chris over at Diddy's Big Block a set of shocks here recently. Uh, basically they were your typical shocks they'd been rode on for you know thousands of miles more than that uh, and just had the normal wear and tear so I sent those over to him so he could get a really good understanding of some of the damage that just happens on these Walker Evans and on these Fox shocks just over time let me tell you this, those shocks were trashed. There was oil in the nitrogen sections. There was oil in sections where there should have been nothing. Um, the actual f- shock body themselves was in really rough shape. So uh, he's getting me fixed up with not only new valving, but new springs as well. I just ship him to him, tell him what I want. He ships me back shocks that work. Uh, one thing that they also offer is buggy builds. They have roller packages, two or four seat primarily. They use a committed racing chassis as a starting point and they'll even offer uh turnkey builds for chassis. He'll also sp in, in specializes in wiring and plumbing. If you're 95% of the way there, uh he can take you to either, you know, complete start to finish on wiring and plumbing, or he can just finish off the stuff that you don't want to. He is also the number one source for Mark Williams Off-Road Parts. Uh, They've worked with Mark Williams to help expand the off-road world, including uh, a bunch of materials and a bunch of parts for 14 bolts, uh, including spools, yokes, uh, Atlas transfer cases, Dana 60s, Ford 9 inches, full float axle shafts, lightweight brake kits, um, everything that you can think of uh, for your full size solid axle rig. Uh, Chris at Diddy's Big Block should be able to get you figured out. Um, I'll tell you this, guys. Just with communication and things like that, it's hard to get guys to communicate with you sometimes. Chris does an excellent job of communication, and every single time that I use him to do any work, I know that uh, what he tells me is very accurate, and I can always count on him to be uh, very concise with me, and, and I can always expect the job to be done not only on time but correctly as well. So Diddy's Big Block Race Shop on Instagram and Facebook. Give those guys a follow, check out, see what they're doing. Get your shocks serviced. Last but not least, Infinite Off-Road has a 25-year You break it, they replace it warranty on all Infinite Off-Road products. Uh, One thing I will tell you is that they offer all listeners of the show a 10% off the entire website with code word ROCKS at checkout, R-O-C-K-S at checkout. That goes for rock lights, whips, wheel rings, light bars, light pods, wiring and power controllers, uh, UTV parts, Jeep and truck parts, and everything in between. One thing that's really cool is uh, they have a new series, Uh, let me see if I can get it pulled up here so I can get the name exactly right, they have a new series of lights that just came out, uh, including Razer Fang Accent lights. Uh, As always, uh, they have rock lights, but they also have custom HD strip kits, which where you can build your own. Uh, That's really great for boats and things like that. Uh, Double helix whips, accessory power control modules, if you're looking for... uh, You know, centralizing all of the buttons and switches in your car, it's an excellent option. Uh, And even uh, Power Base, uh, XL800, XL1000, and XL1200 soundbars. Everything you need, lighting, audio, mirrors, whatever it may be, infinite off road is your choice.